0: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Tiersen Sousel here with Johnny Venerable, Frank Sanders. I feel like this is a feel-good Friday, right? We got some big, exciting news today about J.J. Watt. Uh, Fridays are always fun because we're heading into the weekend. We got Frank with a remote setup. Everybody's whoop. feeling
1: good right now. <laughs> Frank, it's great to see you inside your home and not at a golf course uh, attempting to steal their
2: Wi-Fi. In all and I'm actually disappointed that I'm still, I still. I would love to give you guys that view I had the last time You know, we were sitting at. I was at what golf course was I at? I was at Coco Pele Golf Course over in the <laughs> Chandler, Phoenix area. And uh, look, this is the view right here from one of the, one of the parts of my house. It's not a big deal. Um, glad to see you guys. Is
0: that you on the wall, Frank?
2: That is me. That's a senior bowl picture right there that uh, I, other way, that's a senior bowl picture right there I got um, back in 95 uh, when I went wow. to the senior bowl, had a chance to, you know, go out and show what I was able to do. They thought, you know, I short, let's talk. Okay. I was up for the bulletin award. I went to the blue and gate game. After the Blue and Gray game out of Mobile, excuse me, out of out of Montgomery, Alabama, there was a moment where <clears throat> I got invited to the Senior Bowl. <clears throat> excuse me, you Once I got invited to the Senior Bowl, then it was it was up to me to go prove myself. You know, I didn't win the Blitnikoff Award. Uh, Bobby Ingram out of Penn State won that. I came in came in second place. It was me, Jet Jackson, and um, Bobby Ingram. But once once I got to the Senior Bowl, it was. All the DBs in the country wanted to go against me because I was the name receiver, and uh, I worked them. You're the standard. I worked them. Bottom line, I worked them like I <laughs> work. I put work on them. Not even going to trip. Not you know, no horn tooting right here. But I put the work on them. And uh, but it was good for a lot of guys because guys needed to be seen, and they wanted to be exposed to could they cover a big receiver. And um, a lot of guys got an opportunity to do that, and it was a good moment. So, yeah, that's a LaSinia Bowl picture right there.
0: Well, we'd love to see that. And speaking of work, J.J. Watt put in some big-time work to be able to get back on the field. The Cardinals announcing today that he is officially designated for return off IR, which means he can start practicing again. And at any point within the next 21 days, he can be added to the (laughs) 53-man roster. He is not going to play this weekend for anybody that was hoping that all of a sudden we would see him back against the Seahawks to close out the regular season. Not going to happen, but he could return as early as next weekend. And listen, guys, he tore his labrum, his bicep, his rotator cuff, and dislocated his shoulder back in October. He He accelerated accelerated his rehab uh, like we haven't seen before. And, hey, he set out to accomplish – what he wanted to do, which was make a return for the playoffs. And we are pumped up about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was under the impression in October, his season would be done. And then November, we started hearing some rumblings that maybe he was going to put off surgery and then he had surgery. And then you started to hear some of these timelines being told by Steve Kime and, and people in the know that I wouldn't count him out just yet. And when I was in Chicago, I mean, he, he went through a pretty rigorous pregame workout. That was in early December. He looked incredibly nimble. It didn't look like he had any limitations with his upper body. Again, and you outlined the plethora of injuries that he had been under. And the more and more information we got, and we've talked about it several times. I thought the target time was week 18. Um, So I was off by one week. I said, might as well try to get him activated so he can get some reps in, in a live game against Seattle. And then we didn't hear anything this week. Right. And they, I, they brought back uh, his name escapes me, but somebody else off the injured reserve. And I said, Oh, are we, are we led to believe that maybe JJ isn't coming back? And then lo and behold, kind of was snuck out there by uh, some national reporters this morning that he would be activated to practice. He's off of IR to your point, Shirsten he, uh, he can practice in the next 21 days. I, it sounds like he's practiced today uh, to some degree. He's been working with Zach Allen a lot. And I would, I would be shocked at this point if he wasn't suited up and playing wild card round. He'll get a full week of practice next week. And goodness, what a jolt of energy, of passion, enthusiasm for this Cardinal team, even if we're getting J.J. Watt 75%. Snap count limited. The Cardinals' weakest position unit on this team is their defensive line. Watt was dominant before he got injured. Uh, Huge lift to this team, and I think really makes things interesting now in the NFC. A,
2: A credit to his ability to want to not go on IR and believe that this is the season that could be something absolutely very special for himself personally. And also, just you know, coming to a new team as with Arizona Cardinals, and believing that they can get to the Super Bowl and potentially win the whole thing, and he believes in himself that much that he decided not to go on IR, and believing the guys that are around him that they had the power to still get to the playoffs and give themselves a the chance. So kudos to JJ on himself in that regards, uh, the Cardinals medical team and their staff, the ability yeah. to give him the information that he needed to know, whether he went and got. Two or you know the second and third opinions still shows that he was confident in what they were what they was able to give to him and to believe that this team had enough quality talent that they the decision he made in the offseason was the right one, second of all, not only that was that he bet on himself that he could get healthy enough to be ready to go and you know get ready to go for the playoffs and also probably help this team get over the hump, which is needed when you need a veteran voice and leadership, and he's one of the guys that. The locker room has given him that plat- that platform with the ability to speak to those guys. And that's good that you know, they th- he was able to battle himself. And as well, the medical team was able to give him the information that they needed.
0: Do you guys remember after the Texans game, it was the short week, the Packers game, and afterwards, one of the big storylines, I mean, obviously with the way it ended with A.J. Green, was what it was, but one of the bigger storylines that we were all talking about was the team just sort of seemed a little flat, and we were wondering if there was, they had taken an emotional hit after losing one of their leaders, and I hope that this has the opposite effect. The team has talked all year long about, you know, JJ is has not been practicing with the team, obviously, but he's still been out at practice doing his own drills and rehab in the weight room, et-, et cetera. And so the team has been able to see him work off to the side this entire time. Again, knowing how bad that injury was to see a guy so eager to uh, take charge of his- and accelerate his rehab work off to the side. He never misses a day uh, does it all the right way that in my opinion has inspired the team to be able to look off and to the side, uh, to be able to talk to him on the sidelines. He still shows up to the games um, and has been a vocal leader on the sidelines as much as possible. Uh, It does his pregame warmups that are, you know, incredibly motivating. He, He, you know, gets still involved with fans was playing catch with fans in the stands and, you know, he does everything the right way. And I hope that, this has the opposite effect than what we saw the team, what we think took a hit emotionally in his absence. I hope that when he does step back on the field, that that not only helps them from an act as an O's standpoint, but just an emotional standpoint of just being so jacked up to have that guy back on the field.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, Cheerson. I think the the national – Outlets, the fan bases that are outside of the valley kind of roll their eyes at oh, JJ Watt, another comeback. He's hurt. He's not hurt. But what I can tell you definitively is that this team was seven and zero with him, and flat out dominant in most games. And he had large stretches that did JJ Watt, where he didn't have the benefit of playing with Chandler Jones. The last time we saw JJ Watt and Chandler Jones play together and I put this on in my article at gophnx.com today, was that first meeting against Trey Lance at State Farm Stadium. And how poetic would it be if when they roll it back, those two fearsome pass rushers, first round of the playoffs, that could be a repeat performance. But, you know, it, it goes to that week where they lost Watt and then had that Thursday night loss to the Green Bay Packers it was deflating. This team has basically played 500 football since his absence. And, and look, it's been good enough to get them in the playoffs. But I, I don't think anybody is doubting the fact that if J.J. Watt had been healthy all season, I know it's a big if, I still think the Cardinals would have run away with the division. You would not have anything to the effect of the Lions loss, right? The fact that they looked so out of sync against the Colts, Watt will be the lightning rod for this team. We talk about Kyler Murray, his leadership, a little bit of an introvert. He's growing into his own. It's going to be JJ Watt, number 99, rallying this team on the sideline, leading them out of the tunnel, because that was the formula that worked over the first half of the season. And goodness, if if they're able with Watt to pick up where they left off really defensively, you know, outside of a couple injuries at, at corner that, you know, hopefully Marco Wilson's back. We'll see about Brashawn Breland. There's no excuse for this defense to dominate the postseason. Offensively, it's the Kyler Murray show. But defensively now, I mean, they have the horses equipped for a long postseason run. run. I'm not sure if that was the case before this news. I I honestly
2: don't. The most meaningful thing that can happen is that when a young player sees a guy willing to sacrifice himself and then yet you stay connected to the team, that technically you're still going to get the 4.9 million. You've already got the twenty million. So, once they tell you an IR, you could shut it down. But guess what, man? I said again, kudos to the homie, man. Because, like J. Dub just got it. Like you know, when you when you love this game, you want to play this game. He's showing that. Like he's and he stayed connected. Like you know, before you could see guys not want to talk or they just they'll be up in the stands or somewhere eating popcorns or probably not even on the plane for the, on the travel. He did everything he needed to do to keep these guys believing that. 99 came here for one reason, and that's to win a championship. He, that's and right. I'm showing you guys what championship looks like. The sacrifice, if I just got one game, I'm willing to give you that one game. The money is the money. I'm not worried about that. I'm here for a championship, and if I could just give you one game, and if Mike or Steve can still believe in me without changing that roster spot, going to get somebody else that could potentially take that spot away from me, man, that is all I needed to see. And he makes me a believer. I just—that's one of the things that's special about the NFL—is that when you meet certain guys that channel something in you, you just feel like you could run through a wall, or you—you don't want to drop a ball, or you want to be alert for every play, or you want to be on time, you want to give you—I'm going to give you four quarters of football. That changes dynamics of everything—the attitude and the atmos- the atmosphere in the locker room, the organization, the management, because they believe they have a winner. And when you understand what a winner looks like, you don't want to lose that. And I'm a young guy. I see J.J. doing what he's supposed to do. I'm all in and I'm looking to get us to that, that position of being in the playoffs so I can see him go out with a blaze of glory. If this is his last year, if it's not, but just a just the season, because you only get one year after that. You figure out what happens after that.
0: So to clarify, J.J. has done pretty much everything he can in rehab in the weight room and he's going to get back to practice he wasn't out there during the open portion today but um but we believe especially judging by social media that he he did practice uh at some point today but yeah. uh he's good enough to to be back on the field now if for some reason he's not able to go next weekend and the cardinals lose then we might not CJJ this season, which would be uh, incredibly soul-crushing if that's the case, especially after everything that he did to get back on the field. So that's the scenario right now. I suppose it would be misleading to say that we will for sure 100% see him back on the field this season, uh, but he is back on the practice field at minimum. And we, fingers crossed, will hopefully see him next weekend that will guarantee that uh, he'll be able to get in at least one more game with the Cardinals this year.
2: I'm going to make a prediction stating one thing. Just one second, just, just so I can back this up. If I make it in the playoffs, which he's already in, I don't care what it takes— one shot, two shots, or whatever—I'm going dress. You're gonna put me on the roster. That's and I'm right. I'm gonna play. Bottom line, because I don't want to miss—if I don't want to miss this moment—I came for the playoffs. And if it requires me just to run up field and be a body, I'll be that dude because that's what I'm getting paid to do. That's what I waited to do. And I can't assume that what we're going to do in the first week of the playoffs is get me to the second week. I can't assume that I'm going to do. And I will trust that J.J., that's his conversation coming off after the Seattle game. I would expect that to be the voice of conversation or the voice that's speaking loud in the microphone saying I'm playing. Whatever it takes, I'm playing. I only got one shot, one game. I know there's three more games, but I I can't assume that the next three games are, are on the table. I have to be there for my boys, and that's the only reason. That's the only way we're gonna ride.
0: JT says ninety nine is back. Spencer says number ninety nine. hashtag Believe. Uh, everybody, I think, has just been excited about this news today. Uh, regardless of whether or not uh, you know, regardless of what happens here the next couple of weeks, but before we get to the playoffs and JJ Watt's potential return, the Cardinals have a game against the Seattle Seahawks to close out the regular season. We're going to preview this game, oh, but first, Johnny, let's give you a set. <laughs> let's give you uh, the platform to tell us what your DraftKings Sportsbook app pick of the week is.
1: Yeah, I'm going to double down. I put this out on our PHNX Bets Daily Podcast, which is coming your way every day here at noon on our uh, YouTube platform. Uh, If you're not checking that out, what are you doing? I picked uh, a team that, listen, it's not so much that I'm high on the Washington football team at minus seven against the New York Giants. It's the fact that the New York Giants, to me, look like the worst team in the NFL. They've all but quit on... I think a lame duck coach and Joe Judge, who could be fired as early as Sunday night, uh, making excuses, bad press conferences. I think Ron Rivera ends the season on a high note, swallow the minus seven, take it to the bank. This is a game I think that the Giants could very well be shut out. I'm talking about starting Mike Glennon at a quarterback. So easy pick for me this week. I was tempted to take the Cardinals. Now we'll talk about that here in a second. The Cardinals line has gotten too big for me. But for this week, the last week, the regular season, take the Washington football team minus seven against the Giants.
0: All right. Well, the Cardinals are six-point favorites in this game. And, again, we are going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, But there you have it, our DraftKings Sportsbook app pick of the week. If you download the app now using the promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NFL team to win uh, you're going to get $200 in free bets if they are victorious. Again, that's using the promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. As always, it's 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, let's get to our Friday's four downs.
2: Whoop, whoop. Friday's four down. Friday's four down. Whoop. <laughs> Oh, uh,
0: I looks like we. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> uh, nope, we're looking at all these other Friday's four downs, and I'm not seeing our uh, our four downs. that we're going. Oh, here we go. Here's the Seahawks one. All right, Cardinals would be NFC West champions with a win and a Rams loss. The Seahawks, on the other hand, they're already eliminated. Cardinals are heavy favorites to beat and to sweep the Seahawks. The Cardinals could have to rely on backup running backs because Chase Edmonds is officially out. James Conner is listed as questionable. They also have some other key injuries that we're going to talk about. And a player to watch, Chandler Jones, he has had the most success potentially out of any defender uh, against the Seattle Seahawks in uh, the history of the national football league. He has had tremendous performances and he could potentially be a guy to watch because he could have another big game against Seattle to close out the regular season. But let's begin with the Cardinals Uh, just what's at stake for them. And we've talked about it all week long. uh, They can still win the NFC West uh, if they win and the Rams lose to the 49ers. And again, the Seahawks are already eliminated. So really it's a battle between uh, you know, the team that has nothing to lose and potentially will be Russell Wilson's last game. So you could say that they like, are going to go out uh, with everything they've got, regardless of whether or not they're going to head to the playoffs. And then you've got the Cardinals who are already in the playoffs, but would obviously like to keep themselves in the running to win the division.
1: Yeah, I. this could very well be Russell Wilson's last game as a C, member of the Seattle Seahawks organization. And if you think that this Seahawks team is ready to pack it in, uh, I know it was against Detroit last week, but you should see the output of, of offense, at least, that they had 50-plus points at home uh, against the Lions. So I don't expect the Seahawks team to roll over, even though it is, to your point, Shearston, the worst Seattle team statistically, win-loss record-wise that that Russell Wilson's ever been on. And it it certainly feels like there are significant changes coming this offseason to that franchise. But, you know, the the Rams and the 49ers are all anybody's talking about this weekend for so many different reasons, and I think that that is going to be a field goal game in the fourth quarter one way or the other. The L.A. Rams have lost five straight games to San Francisco – presumably San Francisco is going to get back Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. The games kick off at the exact same time. So the Cardinals could do a little scoreboard watching, but you know, at the end of the day, the Cardinals want to want to put together a nice little winning streak and route to the playoffs for whomever they play. And I know they could end up as the division winner. Or they could even be the two seed, but I mean, they want to go into to next weekend on a two game winning streak, beating two capable quarterbacks back to back Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. I I think going five and one, especially against the NFC West division title or not is a tremendous accomplishment. So while I'm a little bit concerned about some of the injuries and we'll talk about that, I think this Cardinal team has everything to play for. And, you know, I didn't feel great about it this time last week because of the Dallas game, but man, I, I, I've got a weird sneaking feeling. The Cardinals are going to End Sunday night with a division title. It just feels like that's where we're headed. All this momentum now with the Cardinals. Uh, and I know they haven't played well at home all year, but you know, if Kyle Shanahan and company can take care of business one last time to punch their ticket to the playoffs, I just I have a feeling we're gonna see a really good Cardinal outing on Sunday
2: afternoon. Johnny, I agree with you a lot and what every a lot of things that you just said. I agree that this game, this game is a this is a must win. Um, for the Cardinals, I think that this is a, something that they will show up for. Uh, but look at the weekend; like they got everything riding on it, and the two top dog teams that's in in the NFC West between the Cardinals and the Rams right now got so much to fight for. Of course, Sean McVay wants to make this personal, and of course, Cliff wants to go against his homie and says, "I raised the banner for out of the NFC division." That's that's just on the table right now. And if you got two weeks, you got two teams that's got to prove it against two other teams that really, honestly, is still really good. San Francisco has, with Debo Samuels right now, they seem like there's nothing they cannot do as long as they keep getting the ball to him. And right now, Russell has found something in that offense with the running back, Penny, as well as finding Metcalf, moving him around from the outside into the slot. So this is a really, really good weekend for some good football, whether it looks like we one team is one a division or not. There's pride, and there is a little bit of braggadocious in the offseason when it comes to homies and your boy boy McVay and Cliff. And I think that Cliff is going to ride out into the sunset because your boy got the tattoo. I think he's going to show up with some good stuff. I believe the Cardinals will pull this game out versus the Seattle Seahawks. But one thing I will not take for granted is the fight and the will of Russell Wilson. I will not take that for granted. We should not take that for granted. Even if this is his last game there, he has so much respect for the organization, so much respect for his history. He will not lay an egg or come to Phoenix with the intent to lay an egg. He will have every in- intent to pull up a foot, to pull up a game plan, or to play at a high level. Because if he's competing for another sixteen teams in the NFL, he still wants to earn forty-five million dollars a year that will state and put him as considered still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL.
0: Yeah, Rashad Penny, you mentioned, is a weapon they didn't have the last time the Cardinals faced the Seahawks. And Russell Wilson wasn't the same quarterback the last time they they faced each other either coming off that uh, that finger surgery. And so um, just – you're never going to count Russell Wilson out. I don't care whether or not they're making the playoffs or whether or not they had a slump or not the Seahawks the past, The offense, I wouldn't question. Their defense is um, – suspect at best. And so I'm excited about the fact that Kyler looks like he got back on track and looked like the Kyler of old that we are expected to see. Um, I'm a little concerned about the running back situation. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, Kyler spread the ball around. Uh, He got a lot of guys involved. Antoine Wesley uh, had his best game of his career, and, and they really got that offense back on track. So that excites me heading into this game to uh, have the opportunity to uh, exploit a defense that really ranks among the worst in the league. Johnny, you are muted.
1: (laughs) That (laughs) there's no Bobby Wagner. There's no, like you, like you mentioned, Jamal Adams, they're missing the backup to the backup to Jamal Adams. Their safety depth will be tested this week. Carlos Dunlap, their, you know, best pass rusher is questionable. So I, there is no reason that this offense should not get humming and build on what I think was a good performance against Dallas offensively. Not great, probably kicked too many field goals, but I think, Kirsten, your point, Antoine Wesley, significant weapon now on the outside that they are, I believe are going to continue to feed. And if the Cardinals can get back James Connor, he was the difference in Seattle with Colt McCoy when they had that upset victory without Kyler Murray. To me, he is the key. If he is able to dress without the absence of Chase Edmonds, excuse me, with the absence of Chase Edmonds, I, I like this offense to go off. I, I think this is a game the over-under right now is 48. I would take the over because I do think, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's hard to stop Russell Wilson. He's going to get his. But I, I think the Cardinals outlast the Seahawk offense force them into enough mistakes. They, they just, something hasn't been right with them all year. So, you know, we'll give our predictions later on, but I think you can expect a lot of points. And, and right now this offense to me is going to build on what they did last week.
2: The only thing I would add to our offense and the difference, look, Spartan seven is absolutely right. Look, Antoine Wesley got speed length. I mean, the the dude has it all in the package. It's good that we found out a, a way to get him the ball. Of course, Unfortunately, D-Hop's not there, but I love the fact that he's taking, he's taking the bull by the horn and trying to earn a position in the NFL as a starting wide receiver. Will he be that guy next year? Maybe, maybe not, but we can move him around, but it's good to have him as a weapon. But I would just want to add this notation to a little piece of what we were talking about a minute ago. I like to say that the difference in our offense the last week to this week and what will continually be how far we go is what we understood was that Kyler was mic'd up and he was vocal. He was more adamant about certain things that need to happen. And the guys heard that voice. They heard a leader in him, which we probably hadn't heard him speak at that level or with that kind of, you know, veracity or just power. And the guys received that and and responded to that. Of course, kicking field goals are never good, but to walk away with a win at the end of the game is pretty special. He is my, he is my, what do you want to call that JV? He's that, Thing. he's that swinging back and forth needle to I yeah. say yes Angelum is what you're yes. looking for he's my pendulum and I hope that he comes ready and he's swinging the right way and saying the right things because his voice needs to be heard and he needs to establish himself as I am taking the Cardinals to the Super Bowl and you, who with me is the statement that will follow behind that I'm taking the Cardinals to the Super Bowl who with me? And if they say we with you, then we know we got, we got the team we want.
0: Why do I now all of a sudden have this like picture in my head of Kyler Murray? Okay. Have you guys seen the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball photo? Yes. That was like Kyler Murray on. The- <laughs> <laughs> Why is my brain like this? I don't know. It's a
2: good brain <laughs> to have though. I see that though. Cause he's coming in <laughs> like a wreck like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yes, and that's what he's trying to do. I mean, he needs some help, though, because he's too – you know, he's a man of, of great stature, and he needs a wrecking ball. But, look, this I agree, and he needs to swing back and forth. And But it's on him to take this team to the next level. We don't have this question about Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because he's vocal, and he does what he needs to do, and he says what he needs to say to his team. The guys rally around that. We look for the same thing out of t- – I got our over guy in, over in Tampa does the exact same thing. Tom Brady speaks, and he performs. Kyler did that last week. He spoke, and he performed. And we need that guy <clears throat> for four quarters of football. Four quarters. Not two, not three. We need him for four quarters of football. F-O, foe. Foe. We need a dog. If it's going to be a dog fight, you need to go for four, not three.
0: <laughs> uh, Cardinals update. Asking, are you guys going to be at the game this weekend? Johnny, you are, right? Oh, Frank, you are
2: too? I will be there. Signing autographs. I've been ambassador for the Cardinals this week. I'll be able to I didn't know that. That's cool. I'll be an ambassador for the Cardinals this week. So I'll be at the skybox level. Look, for you guys that cannot get there. (laughs) However, uh, but I will be at the game, and I'm uh, looking forward to the moment, man, to be an ambassador. I will be with Neil Lomax. They told me that today. Ooh, awesome. Be, me and Neil Lomax will be the ambassadors on one side. I don't know if it's on the east or the west, but I'll be you know, up there you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. And I'm going to run and come back and get ready for the pate.
1: Man, I hope it, it's not. I know they haven't played well at State Farm Stadium this year, but I really hope it's not the last home game of the year. I don't think it will be, but I I hope it's not.
0: <clears throat> we all hope that, but we shall see. That is TBD. Mm-hmm. Um we mentioned that the Cardinals are favorites to win this game and reasons why they're favorites to win this game. Um but let's get into some of their injuries. Again, they could rely on backups Ward and Eno you know, Benjamin. Chase Edmonds is officially listed as out and James Connor is listed as questionable in this game. So that situation scares me a little bit. We talked about it earlier in the week that, you know, if you had one of those guys out and we have experienced that a lot throughout the season, I'm totally fine with that. As long as you've got your one a or your one B out there, totally fine with it. I'm a little worried if you don't have either one of those guys Uh, you know, your, your, your third and fourth string guys are talented, but not guys that I want to be either one of them want to be your, your feature back in a a game
1: for sure. What's concerning Chirsten for me is to your point, not having either. And then are we overly reliant on Jonathan Ward and Eno Benjamin who have not carried the rock consistently at the NFL level? And then also, even if James Conner is able to come back this week, was he preparing for a full load? Because remember, part of the reason he got shelved a little bit was because, well, we got to get Chase back and we got to get the tandem going. Because, I mean, I love James. He's a Pro Bowl running back this year, franchise records and and touchdowns. It's awesome. But he got banged up in Pittsburgh because of overusage, and we were starting to see that And then he goes down and we bring back Chase and we're like, okay, let's pair him back together. And now Chase is down. You know, I just hope that if, if, if Eno's going to get significant reps this week, then, or excuse me, if he's in the game plan, then, then give him the ball. Do not give the ball to James Conner 30 plus times this week. Let him, you know, manufacture yards between the tackle, between the tackles, give him opportunities in the red zone where he excels, right? But I, to me, this offense looked, really explosive when they got a shifty back out on the perimeter with Kyler Murray using that RPO, especially in the fourth quarter last week against Dallas. You know, you know Benjamin can be that guy. James Conner in between the tackles can still catch the football. I just, I want to see balance. And, you know, Chase has got a toe and a rib. You know, that doesn't give me a lot of hope for not only this Sunday, but future Sundays heading into the playoffs. They need James Conner and they need
2: balance in the running game. Sit them both at 1A and 1B because we have K1 who has decided to use his legs. So thank you for that in the RPO offense. That is something that we needed to bring to the table because defensive ends was rushing upfield. And if you didn't take advantage of those guys and what they were trying to do, we looked horrible. But last week we showed that Dallas tried to do the exact same game plan that the Rams had established and the Detroit Lions followed right behind that. The coach did the exact same thing. But guess what? We went to Dallas. They tried it. We figured it out. K one decided to use his leg, so I'll take him and anybody else. I'll take him and Johnny Venable in the backfield. Ooh, like that them. was my high school position. So, see, uh, I should mean, we come we on, suit up. Both both
1: of us are going to be in the building. Should we suit up together? That well, would be I'm bad on, for me.
2: That would be great for us because all we need is a one week check, and you and I both would be set, dog. We'll, we'll be in good shape. Yeah. I'll be okay with a couple of aspects. I'll take some of leave and a tour doll, so you and I both – Somebody (laughs) –
1: It's funny you say it. Somebody asked the other day, and it didn't ask me, but just it was posed like nationally on the radio, if you got a pitch in an NFL game, could you run fast enough just to straight line out of bounds without being destroyed? I don't – I have no confidence I would be able to do that. If if Kyler Murray and I were just (laughs) running a simple pitch play and he just tossed Uh it to me – and my job was just to dart to the sideline. I think I would be so dead. I
2: would not even get close enough. Donnie, to do it. you, you would think do you could a, do it, Jerison? This is what would happen. No, this is what would happen. Instead of running a straight line, you'd be so afraid you'd start running backwards and running. That away be from the worse, would be even worse because then I'm going to tear an ACL.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, they don't run to you. You can't just run out of bounds. You have to that run pursuit. It, it's full. the pursuit it is, angle, right? They're trying full. to they're teaching that
1: my six year old dad at at
2: flag football right yes. now the pursuit the pursuit angle. It is it is. Look, you have to get out of bounds to the water section, not the bench section, the water section. Yeah. Because yeah. if you yeah. don't, they are running to get through you, not to you. So that's why a lot of guys get hurt because they don't pay attention. Johnny, that is a scary position. That's scary. I'm very scared. When they're coming, it's scary. (laughs) Tristan, I cannot tell you how it feels, but it is the most most petrified moment you have when you have someone chasing you, when you know you have three or four guys chasing you with the intent to do bodily harm.
0: I already know that if I was ever put in a situation like that, I would be screaming the whole way. (laughs) Like as soon as... As soon as the ball was hyped, I would start running, and, but I would be screaming. And then if I happened to catch a pitch or whatever, and, and was able to to try and make a play, I would be screaming from the moment the ball was hyped. Just, just yeah. It's,
2: it's, it's so funny. That's so funny.
0: But Frank, you did bring up a good point about K1's legs, and... I It made me think, I wish I would have thought about this before so I could have actually crunched the numbers, but I feel like we've seen Kyler Murray, pretty much since he came back from injury, take off and run a lot more than the beginning of the season. And the beauty of that is that he's, he's confident and his legs are so much more fresh than if he started that way week one and so I'm really excited about what we're going to be able to see from him because that is what it makes him so special. And if he is willing and has the legs to do it, uh, here, in, whether it's the finale or we see that Kyler Murray, that dual threat guy in the postseason, the good part about it is he hasn't been doing it all year.
2: He brings balance to an offense that, that was getting stalemate, and they was figuring it out. And it was evident like the national media and a lot of the guys that have been there for us, you know, you can hear Keyshawn Johnson, a lot of guys talk. They, these are players, former players that know that your offense is getting stagnant and the team is trying to figure it out. Well, it showed that, but he became the conduit that says, because I wasn't running, you didn't expect me to run. Now I'm running. And now you have to, you have to play for both things. And I agree with you, Chirsten. That is absolutely what we need to happen. Look, He is what we need right now, and I'm glad that he has fresh legs, and And he needs to understand that. We talk about this all the time, and I say this this, with all due respect. You have to figure out how they're trying to stop you. And once you figure that out, then it makes you that much better because you can make the adjustments. Once he figures that out, he's going to be hard to deal with across the board.
0: All right, let's get into our our final down. But before that, I uh, want to talk to you about uh, some more about what we're doing here at PHNX. If one of your New Year's resolutions was to look better, feel better, uh, just forget the crazy gym workouts, the crazy diets. How about you just get some new gear to rep your teams instead? That seems like a lot less effort, right? You can sign up to be a member at ph- gophnx.com, get a free one. Uh, and then also get deals on new gears as well. We were talking about JJ Watt. Don't forget that we do have our, maybe we're just effing better JJ Watt inspired t-shirt, t-shirt up on the website, uh, which was uh, for, for many, many weeks, one of our best sellers of all time uh, on phnxlocker.com. We also have uh, stickers up on our website too, which are amazing. They are inspired by our t-shirt designs, just $5 for a sticker pack. They are a limited edition. Every one of them that you're seeing up on your screen right now, once they're gone, they are gone forever. Uh, so you've got a lot of great stuff on phnxlocker.com. And listen, just dedicating yourself to being a better fan and representing your team better in 2022 is just a lot less effort than you know, the
1: diets and the gyms. I like buying time. new clothes instead of working out. Absolutely. I've got, I've got the, well, what I assume is the K one, you know, rise up red C shirt, but I've been told now it's not really Kyler. Uh, but it's just a head that looks like him. So I'm going to roll with that. But no, there, there's fantastic gear at our PN- PHNX merchandise locker. I'll even double down. If you guys want to save some money on the front end while becoming a member of our family, Fifty nine eighty eight. Get you a membership to our website articles social discord all that good stuff exclusive content exclusive phnx content and you get a free t-shirt in the process so spend a little bit more up front save a little bit down the line get a t-shirt for the new year you'll be in good shape
0: and that's a yearly membership so you're going to get 12 months it is. Mm-hmm. of a yes awesome
2: okay and if you and if you're bold enough just to go get that tattoo <laughs> Then you
0: don't have to pay for the membership. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about a guy. As we're talking about Kyler Murray, the difference that he makes. J.J. Watt could be coming back on the field next week. But a guy on defense that could make a big splash on Sunday against the Seahawks is Chandler Jones. He is... Just phenomenal against Seattle. He has 16 and a half sacks and 11 games, the most of any other NFL franchise in his career. Uh, five career multi-sack games against Seattle. Five career multi-sack games against Seattle. Four of those with the Cardinals. And then the last time these two teams met, he had four tackles for loss, two sacks. Um, or sorry, four, four tackles, two sacks, two for loss and three quarterback hits, uh, and as well as a forced fumble. So there you have it. This guy gets up. Whatever it is, I don't know, but he is motivated when he takes on the Seahawks. And I would love to see another two-sack, four-tackle, three QB hits, and a forced fumble performance out of him.
1: He's on a little bit of a hot streak, and the box scores don't show it. He was robbed of a strip sack last week. I thought he played really well against Indianapolis. Uh, Are we we sure Chandler Jones isn't going to be here in 2022? But that's a conversation for a different day. This is when you rely on your elite playmakers, your best players, your Buddhas, your Chandler Joneses to cap off a really strong regular season and and your 12th win overall. Uh, Going against the left tackle Dwayne Brown for Seattle, who's been up and down. Historically a great player, not great this year. And Russell Wilson is known to take more sacks than not. I think Chandler is just getting wound up. I thought he had a really good first half against Dallas last week, not only the pressures, but he, you know, he had several forced holding penalties on Tyron Smith. He had multiple tackles for loss in the backfield of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. So if this is where we're going and he's able to build on this momentum, kind of like the Cardinals in general, it's kind of like when Chandler goes, the Cardinals go in a lot of stretches. He's one of those Lightning rod, key players. Man, I can't wait for him and, and, and JJ Watt to be back along the same defensive line. But but I digress. Hopefully that's next week. Chandler Jones to me, he is he's got nine and a half sacks. I would be shocked if he didn't get at least one sack this year uh to get to double digits for a season that I mean it's been up and down. He had the the COVID, I don't want to say scare. He was on the COVID reserve list and missed several weeks came back, lost a little bit of weight. So it's taken him some time to get back. But hopefully now we're seeing the elite Chandler Jones, albeit 32 years old, ready to take
2: off on the stretch run of football. You always find that team that seems just to fit you. There's something crazy about it, whether you're a receiver versus a defensive back or a defensive coordinator. And the beauty of it is that he, whatever he has found out that they cannot do to stop him, he will probably try to institute that same same game plan that he's been able to do and been able to accomplish. The NFL tries to play this one thing. I pay you a lot of money, Mr. Left Tackle, to stop their right defensive end. Do your damn job. Well, yeah. they failed at that. So, therefore, whatever it is that it is, whatever they, they, they keep trying to trust, I hope that my man CJ goes out there and balls out, that he comes up with, you know, multiple sacks. And pressures on the quarterback. We know that Russell has he's a threat with his legs, and he will hold the ball. Johnny, you're absolutely right. He is a proponent to hold the ball a little longer, waiting for guys to get open, and he'll take that sack. The beauty that I do love about Chandler Jones is that they hustle to the ball. They don't quit. Yeah. They don't stop. It's not the best run defense on the planet, but the guys' defensive line mentality don't stop because they're trying to get to the they're trying to get the sacks. And so hopefully this is another week that he comes up and performs very well against a tough against a division opponent
0: do you guys remember the story of i think it was like he had dug up old cleats from a game that he like a really yeah. good game that he had against the Seahawks and then wore them back and what? i think it was week 11 when these two teams faced each other and yeah just like that's that's the kind of stuff where it's like you know that he gets excited against a team. I mean, you could sit there and say, like, you know, the cliches, like every opponent, you know, we, we want to be one and all each week and every opponent's the same. You know, we just want to go out there and win. But for whatever reason, you know, if Chandler is pulling out old cleats for superstitious reasons and th- when he had a good game against the team and says, you know what, I'm going to wear these puppies and I'm going to dominate your butt again in them – There's just something about it, and I love that. I I hope that he can continue his success for that reason.
2: Johnny, is there something that we don't know that maybe Paul Allen did something? Maybe there was something that happened with the general (laughs) manager? Maybe they don't like Pete Carroll. Did they turn him down financially when he had an opportunity to get him and they chose somebody else? What happened, maybe?
1: I think he knows that the Cardinals relish these games against Seattle. The division games, they just mean more at the end of the day, and he's played well in division games historically for this team. So I also think – There's something to be said. Again, he finishes the season strong. Not many people are going to be thinking about those long stretches during the year of when he was going sackless, kind of his no-shows right. All we wanted to talk about after that Tennessee game was the five sacks, breaking the sack record. You know, he was supposed to have the season, TJ Watts having. But I mean, I know I already said this, but it bears repeating, if he ends the season, in a dominant way, Cardinals can't let him leave. At minimum, they'll have to franchise tag him. Can you really let Hassan Reddick? then Chandler Jones, going back-to-back off seasons without a replacement in-house? I think Chandler Jones knows if he's able to put together a three-to-four-game stretch of dominant play, and in the playoffs, it's about one of two things. And, Frank, you know this. It's about protecting your quarterback and getting elite quarterback play and getting after the other team's quarterback. That's how Tampa did it last year with Todd Bowles and his defensive front. And then on the other side, Tom Brady's efficient play that the Cardinals have the ingredients. I saw somebody make a good point today that, you know, it's a little bit of a hot take, but I would agree with it. I think I think Chandler, excuse me, I think J.J. Watt, his arrival back on this team, assuming we get close to 100 percent J.J. Watt is even more of an addition than DeAndre Hopkins. And that's all due respect to DeAndre. I know it's a passing league. DeAndre is the top, you know, one to three receiver in the NFL. But, but man, if you're able to get pressure consistently, Mm -hmm. I I just, you, you cannot put a price on that. You can't replicate it. And I I'm, I'm excited to watch number 55 this weekend because I really do feel like it's a tune up game for whether it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo or Dak Prescott.
2: Every game that, a quarterback has lost in the playoffs has been because the defensive line has been able to get a hell of a lot of pressure on them. And there that's was right. nothing that they couldn't do. Every game that Tom Brady has lost has because has been because the defensive line was able to get a lot of pressure on them. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what it takes. And Johnny, you're absolutely right. Get JJ back, CJ plays great, guys come out and be a bunch of complimentary, um, great A plus or B plus players. Do your job and then we can come away with a win. You're absolutely right. The
1: game is the game is one at the line of scrimmage quarterback line of scrimmage. And the Cardinals just got a huge bump. I I just, we've been cheated of Chandler Jones and JJ Watt all year. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's very deserved that we're going to get them both knock on wood come next weekend together.
0: Knock on wood. We'll certainly be hoping that's the case. Uh, Big game either way for the Cardinals to close out the regular season. Johnny, you and Frank can potentially be part of history or there to witness history, at least if it is Russell Wilson's last game with the Seahawks. So that'll be exciting for you guys to be out there to to witness that. Uh, if you want to get uh, in on uh, some of the action as well, feel like you're even more part of the game, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, bet some money on this game, Again, the Cardinals are six-point favorites on the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And if you're a new customer and bet $5 on any team to win their game, a la the Arizona Cardinals, if they do, you're going to get $200 in free bets. So wind down the season with a big win. Why not? DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All right, guys, let's close this one out with our score predictions.
1: Frank go My first. man Frank, kick us off. <laughs> 3124 Cardinals. Very close to what I was going to say. I'm going to say 3421 Cardinals.
0: Hmm. I'm going to just go ahead and say 2720 Cardinals. I uh think there's probably a good chance that they're gonna score more than 30 points but i'm just gonna be conservative with it and say 27 20 cardinals but at least we're all on the same page with uh thinking that the cardinals are gonna
1: walk away with a win jerison you you bring up a good point they haven't scored over 30 points since the chicago game so it'll be the first time in a little while that they've been able to eclipse the 30 point mark and they haven't played well at home all year but I, I just think where this team is trending right now, they got some of their mojo back last week. I, I just am not sold on, on Seattle defensively. I, I think this is a breakout game for the offense. Last week, kind of a breakout game for the defense, special teams. This is Kyler in the offense this week.
0: Any final thoughts, Frank Sanders, Johnny Venerable, before Sunday's big game that you guys – I'm a little jealous now that I'm thinking about, that. this could be Russell Wilson's last game as a Seattle Seahawk. I, I like to be there for those kind of moments. It, it could be something yeah. kind of special, obviously, if, just, if you're just a, a football fan and appreciate, you know, just greatness in general. I know that everybody here in Arizona just very much dislikes the Seahawks and, and Russell Wilson, but uh, he's been a phenomenal quarterback. They've had a lot of success uh, together there in Seattle. And it's just one of those things where you'll have a story for the rest of your life. And I think Cardinals fans, if it is his last uh, his last game as a Seahawk, can at least somewhat appreciate the uh, the good matchups that these two teams uh, have had throughout the years. Right.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, li- I like the fact that, you know, we get to watch some of the best quarterback play in the NFL. It's hard. NFL has repeatedly tried to bring in a bunch of first-round draft quarterbacks from college that either won the Heisman, or they were up for the Daniel O'Brien Award, and they got to the NFL and struggled. Well, we've been blessed to find they was been blessed. Seattle's been blessed to find a quarterback that was not one of the top in the NFL, and they brought him in, but they got a player, and he's a player. I think we have the same thing on our, on our field. He's learning how to be a player. for, for Heisman Trophy winner in Kyler Murray. And I just believe this is something where it's not necessarily the changing of the guards, but it is something where the ability to learn and have seen how it's done on the NFL level, you have to be a leader, you have to use both, all skill sets, no matter what your size is. You have to be able to use your legs and your arms, but more importantly, you have to understand how to think the game of football where you get everybody involved and learn how to be a winner. I think that's something that Kyler gets a chance to kind of learn and see and probably this is my that's my final thought on the game. I think if Russell's not there anymore, you can take that information and say we we got Kyler got better for seeing what it looks like um, as a quarterback with all the tools that we we're, were similar in nature and size. But I had to learn other things from you that just can't be taught.
1: Well said, Frank.
0: Well said, Frank. All right. Well, I hope you guys and all of our listeners have a fantastic weekend. We will see everybody on Sunday at the Perch at the for our perch, post-game baby. show. To recap it all, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast, as well as follow us on social media at phnx underscore Cardinals, we would appreciate if you would do that. Have a good weekend.